0: Hey, how's it going? You're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. It's a podcast with me. My name is Giles Bidder and I speak to bands about being bands, really. It can be an ugly business. It can be pretty, you know, it's the scrap of the trade. That's the stuff I'm interested in. I want to hear those stories of making it work, making it work in your own way, making it work within your own rules. And a bunch of the part-time side hustles you got to do yeah. To make that work so that's what I'm doing here and on today's episode I've got teenage wrist who just released a new record called still love it kind of for me comes between some 90s Seattle stuff um, and something a bit more as they it sounds like they've had a lot of fun with guitar tones and finding different grooves and making it themselves I think it sounds like a really personal record still love does and there's even a track where they collaborate with David Marion from the fear before the march of flames which is a a great throwback to any of you mid-noughties emo kids i'm putting my hand up right now this record is great they're on tour right now with spiritual cramp and in december they're coming to the uk and europe that starts on the 3rd of december they're hitting paris cologne hamburg copenhagen malmo prague berlin and antwerp before coming to the uk and playing in London on the 13th of December, Manchester, Nottingham, Glasgow, and then Bristol. So you got your chance to see Teenage Wrist live this December. Go bag your tickets. Thanks so much for listening to this show. I appreciate each and every one of you. If you're able to leave a rating, whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify, maybe a review if you've got a few moments. And if you can subscribe, well, that's just the jackpot, isn't it? Yeah, if you can subscribe on Apple or Spotify, that'd be absolutely amazing. So thank you if you're able to do that. I've got loads of great recent episodes like power plan angel dust military gun uh, coming up we got slaughter beach dog and mickey blanco next week uh, citizens not too far away the menzingers another epitaph band loads of great bands coming through the 101 part-time jobs doors join us by subscribing it's free no downsides Before we get into this episode, I'm gonna speak with Rebecca from the band Eka, who is a brand ambassador for Ampolo, which is a free app. You can download it now. If you wanna practice along with an existing song, you say you wanna play bass to Rage Against the Machine, but you wanna play along with it, you can take the bass out and practice along, just like that. I think Rage Against the Machine is my, Bomb Track was the first song I learned to play on bass. That first song you learn, it stays with you doesn't it? I remember mine which was just like a prayer on saxophone but yeah I mean I used to play that for hours like trying to get it right alongside the CD player. You sat there trying to rewind get it to the right point. Playing along kind of with the vocal it's great for kind of doing covers and just learning the songs basically. And that's on Ampolo. it's free anyone can download it now on the app store. You can record yourself so you can see how you're looking when you play it. Make sure your tongue's not sticking out when you're trying to play some riffs. Happy practicing. All right. It's teenage wrist time on 101 Part-Time Jobs. So you guys have been going enough years to make me think you've got some kind of balance. Does it feel like that? Have you got this kind of balance? Yeah, but also that kind of... Like we know what we're doing and we can structure our, our days, our weeks, our months and years. Do you feel comfortable in all that stuff?
1: No, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not. (laughs) There's no comfort. There's no longevity, like, you know, locked in. There's like, you know, it could all end tomorrow. And I think that's what's so urgent about it, you know, for lack of a better word. Um, it kind mm-hmm. of continues to push us forward because we don't have that thing yet. You know, like this, it's still very much a passion project. We don't make any money doing this thing. We're still trying to get it to that point, you know, where we can go on tour and not come home completely empty handed. You know, there's been a couple of times where we made a little money, but nothing to even come close to sustaining your life. So, um, that said, we, you know, we, we do know, I mean, like we know how to conduct ourselves when we go to a show or when we go on tour, you know, we are, I guess, professionals in quotes. <laughs> and, yeah. and we've done this for, you know, like we've been touring for a long time um, outside of teenagerist as well. Cause we do a lot of, you know, session work and wow. like that for other people. So it's, yeah. I mean, I, I personally feel, feel secure in that like music, um, in general as a career trajectory, but yeah, this particular thing that, you know, people are starting to recognize us for not, not necessarily. It's, it's still kind of a crapshoot.
0: From what I know and done quite a lot, a few hundred episodes of these and speaking to people who are, you know, headlining festivals at times, it seems to be like a lot of people are in a very similar position to what you just, you know, described.
1: Yeah. Most people I know, I, I think. Yeah. At, at this level, like, you know, I, I have a few friends who have co-written some, you know, number one songs and, and platinum producers and such. And, and they're, they're cool. They're locked in to the legacy, but everyone kind of in our scene. Yeah. Same, same exact spot. Everyone's got, they're three side hustles and you know, they, they work most of the year so they can go on tour for some of the year. Yeah. Or to just try and, you know, rack up enough money to make sure, you know, we're not exhausting our bank accounts when we're out there touring.
0: It makes me think of a few things. And I get that first thing is that like, it's not for everyone, that lifestyle right? It's almost in a way a bit like working on an oil rig out at sea. You know, if you like, if you have a partner who's cool with that and like the relationship works and like you've got a pet and like you can work that out, that, that what you get from being on the oil rig, you get paid a lot of money doing that as a musician, you know, you're able to, um, you know, uh, uh, like it's, it's it's expression, right? It's self-expression that's gonna like stimulate you in a way that nothing else in the world does. So I suppose it, it comes down to the individual, right? And whether whether it like makes sense for you to to weigh up those that lifestyle to, to, against each other.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting thing because I don't, I I don't recall ever actually thinking about it. You know. <laughs> There's only been a few times where... Well,
0: Sorry, here I am, like, asking you to, like, <laughs> like think about it. You know what I mean, <laughs>
1: sometimes you do something and you find yourself in a position and, and you don't really know how you got there. And it's just, like, yeah. the thing that you do, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I've just been doing this for as long as I can remember. And and this this was the, the thing that I knew how to do and the thing that I was good at, you know, relative. Yeah.
0: And I suppose you never want to question the magic as well. Right. You know, like a moment is a moment because you're letting it be.
1: Right. And like, don't get me wrong. There's been plenty of times where I've been like, or is this, you know, really, is this what I'm going to do? Is this going to, you know, sustain me and my, you know, potential family or or whatever for Mm -hmm. the rest of my Mm -hmm. life. And, uh, thought about quitting several times, uh, like for real and, you know, have a, a mini identity crisis about it nearly every day. But I have kind of settled into this spot to where it's like, like, like I was saying before, it, it might, it might all just end tomorrow. So yeah, like yeah. Kind of to hold on to it, even if it's just, yeah, I don't know, slipping away.
0: But, that, and you know, similarly to what you said before is there's that excitement of any kind of alternative, um, like heavy or kind of um music that like makes you sit up a little bit on the edge of your seat. That is almost like how you describe a record that makes you feel it's you know you, you, there are those classic records like Nirvana is a classic one where it's you know, you might listen to bleach and bleach does feel like it's gonna it feels like the, the wheels are gonna fall off at any moment and that is so key to why it sounds so ripping and so rad.
1: Yeah, yeah, and even if it's not like a financial crisis kind of feeling, because <laughs> like some bands, you know, they make it in a few records and and they they get a, a big budget going, and it kind of loses the magic a little bit. Mm-hmm. But some some bands, I think, are able to, you know, still feel that sense of uh, God. I keep my mind keeps keeps going to that word urgency, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean <laughs> that that like yeah. precarious situation where you know they they know that it it still might just like you know evaporate
0: And you're touring with some great bands I'm a big fan of Spiritual Cramp There's that's a great they've got a great feeling about them I mean now's quite a cool time for call it punk, call it alternative, call it whatever you want. It's kind of, it's a good time for, for interesting music. That's like quite invitational. It's quite, it's a bit of a party.
1: It is. Yeah. I'm for the first time in a long time, actually, I'm like very excited about where, you know, rock and punk in general is moving. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I still can't look to any of like the bands that are, popping off on radio or whatever but that's that seems to matter less and less and maybe it's in my own world but like i'm just consistently discovering so much cool new shit and uh, i'm like man i really really would love to tour with these guys or take them mm-hmm. on tour or you know uh just it's it's just something happened uh during maybe it was during the pandemic
0: uh-huh.
1: or like like it's so many people just started to like I don't know, lose their, their compass or their inhibition, you know, something like that. Like, I don't know. Have you heard, um, like the band MS paint comes to mind?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I know of them through military gun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Military guns. Another one. It's, you yeah. know, just people kind of letting the reins go a little bit.
0: <laughs> like, and It's cool. Cause there's, there's like, where there is that now and they those bands have albums and you can read a long feature on them on Pitchfork or Stereogum or wherever, like those are bands you can trace back. A lot of the time, these are bands you can trace back to 15 years ago. I mean, in London, bands like High viz or Chubby and the Gang, those are people who have been in bands since we were 15. And you'd be like, and you'd recognize someone in a photo be like, oh, I saw that band like 15 years ago. And what that makes me think like far from being a kind of name dropper kind of element to it. It's like, ah, these are people who have somehow in the last 15 years, more or less been able to prioritize music. And no matter what you're doing, no matter what your life is like, still get to the practice room still play shows, still like record EPs and go on tour along the way. That's something I find really special. And that's infectious. You know, yeah. there's a lot of people out there who are big music fans who are also playing music. It doesn't matter whether your band is popular or, or not. Like that's a special thing, period.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hive viz is a great example of, of what we've been talking about too, because, uh, it's it's good to know that about them. I don't really know about the history of of high at all.
0: Yeah, you got to listen to Dirty Money. Oh yeah, I mean that's Graham's uh, old band. The thing okay. old hardcore band. Okay, listen to yeah. Dirty Money today, and you're gonna.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I just discovered them. Like we asked them to go on tour with us this right. year and they were like oh I don't know like you know we all got jobs and <laughs> stuff I don't know if we can make it happen we can only go to the U.S. one time <laughs> or right you know which which was a bummer but you know that that really hit me I was like man here's a band that's just like really getting some attention everyone loves that record you know ourselves mm-hmm. included and you know I'm sure everyone's asking them on tour but they're still like well, I don't know if we can break away from the from the day job kind of thing yeah
0: yeah <laughs> it feels like that kind of like I grew up with punk. So that's what I'm always kind of going to trace my love of music back to punk in a, in a weird way of, you know, DIY sure, but also like scrapping together what you have to make something. I find that really interesting the way that, it, it like now is a way because of social, the way the socials is and the way that record labels don't really operate in that traditional way anymore, where they can give bands maybe five years and be able to give them a wage for that five years. It means that we're out here, you're out here on your own, but there's a strength to that because you can take risks and you can try, you try out different things. Does that make sense for you? Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Absolutely. And I mean, honestly, like we've been, lucky enough to kind of have, um, you know, have our cake and eat it too, I guess, because while we don't make any money, uh, Epitaph has been really, really cool about like giving us what we need to sort of develop and survive and make records. And, you know, sometimes they'll like in the early days, we took a lot of tour support from them. And, you know, even still, we're going to like, probably try to, you know, lean on them to get over to the UK and, and Europe and stuff. Um, so, and, but at the same time, they don't like get super involved in our creative process and they just kind of help us like realize our vision and kind of do whatever the fuck we want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that also makes me think that a lot It growing up, it, you saw it in like rap and hip hop a lot more of like, you know, someone like, Kanye, for example, where they just had such a clear vision. They had such a clear vision of what they wanted to do that they were the kind of creative director. I feel like that's be- that's kind of coming into like rock more because of those circumstances, because you've oh. got to be the lead. You've got to be the ideas person.
1: Yeah, and like you said, there's a there's a freedom in that for sure. And it tends to turn out cooler things that aren't so like, like, you know, you can tell when, when something's been developed, you know, when, when Mm. something isn't necessarily reflective of like a singular person's vision or it's been curated or whatever. Um, I don't really see that too much anymore, especially in, in rock, you know, or, I mean, it's never really been in in the punk scene, but I mean, you know what I'm talking Mm. about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for a lot of bands, it's like growing in public. I imagine that can be quite painful sometimes, you know, not playing your best show, but of course you got to have to start from somewhere and you are kind of growing in front of people. Have you, have you kind of experienced that kind of, that kind of pain or that kind of like, you know, we're out here doing our thing. We're not exactly what we want to sound like yet, but we're on our way there. Have you had that in, in years leading up to now?
1: Shit. Yeah, man. We've done a lot of, growing in front of people we've spent a lot of time on support tours in front of audiences that don't necessarily give a fuck about us uh you know trying to win them over and (laughs) failing in a lot of cases um and our sound's been just i don't know i guess evolving so (laughs) much in the past several years especially uh it has been uncomfortable a little bit it's it's definitely been a lot of growing pains. But we're, we're also pretty good at putting our blinders on and, and shutting out the outside world a little bit and, and just focusing on, you know, inward.
0: I'm 32. And I think back to most of my 20s and think, damn, I was in so much pain all that time. And yeah. now I've got a flat that I like and a partner that we just, you know, we click. And, you know, not every day is like the best day for work or this podcast or whatever you're doing and you have peaks and troughs, but to be able to get to a point in life where you're like, okay, yeah, I kind of know what's good for me and what's not because music is about community and bringing people together and giving people hope, giving people like a friend. Music is a friend.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. To to speak to your point about being in your thirties. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's exactly what my life feels like right now too. It's like, I'm finally starting to, to come into a, a, a comfortable place in my own head. Um, and that's very much what the band feels like as well. Cause we are just kind of like, well, um, not every song is going to be a smash hit and we're going to, you know, encounter a lot of, like we've, we've, we've failed at so many things, but like not everything is so life or death now. Like it's very, it's very low pressure and we're, we're finding a lot of freedom in that and a lot of excitement because mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. We're, we're just doing this ju- just to be in the moment and to take every, you know, squeeze every little bit of joy and, and experience and I mean, and, and, and it's been good for for our individual careers too, you know, like a lot of people will come to me now for like mixing or production or whatever. And I I think, you know, the same can be said for, for Nino just because we're in this, you know, this thing that a a select few people seem to dig.
0: Yeah. It is funny. It sounds like a cliche, but it's probably a cliche for a reason because it's true, right? Is that if there's one person that's affected, that's fucking job done.
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like you said, it's, it's cliche for a reason. And that's why we're here. And we can only we we hope to be so lucky that it would have that kind of, you know, butterfly effect or whatever. And then one person pays it forward to the next person, whether that's, you know, showing them our music, or just, you know, taking them to a completely different show and like, well, like what, what's good for, for one of us is good for the rest of us. I, I think.
0: Definitely a full Harbor floats all the boats. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Hey podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to the great pop culture debate back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single,
0: with like rock bands you might, you know, when you start or when the first record comes out, you think, okay, well if we play that festival, if we play Reading and Leeds or Outbreak or Warp tour, you know, like once you, once that happens, is there a moment where you're like, shit, we need to get new goals.
1: I guess so. I mean, well, you mentioned Reading and Leeds. Like that was a moment for me, like, cause it's such a legendary festival right? yeah. in the state that we were in. I think at that point, like we were so fresh, Touring as this particular unit. And it was just such a whirlwind that, like, I don't think I really got to internalize how special that was. It's weird now looking back. I'm like, holy shit, like, we played Reading and Leeds on our first. (laughs) It it seemed like it could only go downhill from there, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Which it kind of did for a while. Like, the whole world kind of shut down years after that. And, like, we made a record that, like, no one really. You dove into <laughs> really, and like you know, you think it's going to be this upward trajectory, but it's not. It's it's a roller coaster. I, I've learned to just take those moments and and really savor them, you know, as opposed yeah. to just keep having higher and higher goals because it doesn't really work that way.
0: Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if there's that element of when you like when you try too hard or you're checking your phone all the time waiting for like the good email, the good news to come through. Mm-hmm. Like that's when it doesn't happen, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That only happens when I'm completely checked out and I don't give a fuck about what's coming.
0: <laughs> something
1: comes out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Hey, thanks so much both of you for for being up for doing this. The record sounds rad. I was jamming it last night and it's, it's brilliant. In fact, my older brother, he introduced me to Reading when I was really young and introduced me to all these like, ace bands like Caius, but then also like Pennywise and kind of everything in between, you know? And he messaged me a few weeks ago being like, you've got to listen to this band. The guitar tone is so sick. <laughs> so thanks so much. You know, it's a, it's a great record. No,
1: Thank you. And if we're, if we're winning over older brothers across the world, like that's, that's what I want.
0: <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. I like to end these, like asking about stories. you know, it's 101 part-time jobs. When I started a few years ago, it was about like funny stories from, Part-time jobs and gigs and stuff. Now you know it's it's become a, a much wider conversation, like we've had for the last half hour. Uh, but I still like to hear those kind of anecdotes of like work fails because <laughs> I feel like this is like this is like a hot spot. You know, this kind of lifestyle is a hot spot for getting in trouble at work. I've always been awful at every job that I've been at, and I've been fired from most jobs I've ever had. I wonder if you've got any. <laughs> Like I'm putting you on the spot here. Well, I got, I got paid to
1: walk out cause I was so horrible at my job. They like, I, I was there for one hour at this restaurant I, I tried to work at and I was so young and clumsy.
0: They're like, here, here's some money. Just good luck. <laughs> I was like dropping water. I was, <laughs> you can make that a habit. Oh yeah. Getting paid out the door. Yeah. Just, uh, that's my day job is I go into a job for a day. <laughs> What was the strangest job that, that you've had?
1: So are you familiar with TaskRabbit?
0: Mm, yeah, so it's it's almost like an app where you can pick up
1: yeah, any yeah, kind of jobs yeah, that
0: people are looking for.
1: Yeah, it's just it's it's like the Uber or Lyft of like odd jobs.
0: Doesn't sound sketchy at all. No,
1: yeah, nothing sketchy about it. It's, yeah, definitely showing up to a stranger's house and you know, just accepting whatever it is that um, let's see through that. I got a bunch of random, like nothing, um, nothing particularly weird except for, well, okay. I mean, I can't say that. I, I definitely cleaned out my fair share of like hoarder houses and, um, like, I don't know, just, just sorting through stuff after somebody's died That kind of thing, you know, just as, as like a emotionless, uh, (laughs) like unattached drone, just like, you know, like I need somebody to throw all this shit out for me because I can't do it kind of thing. Yeah. Or I need somebody to, you know, clean this house that hasn't been cleaned in over five years. Kind of like it's, you know, some of it was a bit horrifying. Uh, I met some really depressed people <laughs> in the process. Um, I I yeah, I was a like basically a janitor for a while in this like apartment building. I just would come Brilliant. in and clean the whole place like every week and, and <laughs> yeah. Just just stuff like that via TaskRabbit.
0: It's funny. Do you keep a diary or you know, apart from songwriting, but do you do you keep a diary of yeah. A diary of life stuff going on. I mean, I've just started one two years ago on my, on, 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 and I, I sort of I put an entry in there every couple of weeks, but it's so, it's really great because you look back on something that happened a year ago that you completely forgot about, about a very specific detail of something and it's actually really rewarding.
1: That is cool. And that's a really good idea. I might have to start doing that because I just, I forget so much. And honestly, I think it's- uh, subconsciously I block a lot of it out,
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> to keep, to keep focused on the, on the, on the, on the next task, on the, on the thing. Yeah, next but
1: end. it is, it is good to, to try to look back on. So I, I do have yeah. to yeah remind myself of how far I've come.
0: Big time. Yeah. Big time. There's nothing wrong with patting yourself on the back or giving yourself a bit of cred every now and then, Absolutely, you know, it doesn't take away from it. Of course not
1: now yeah and, and conversations like this remind me of much darker times <laughs> <like> weirder times
0: <laughs> i'm so glad to so glad to make you feel that way
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: cool nice one thank you very much
1: all right thank you man take care
0: So there was Teenage Wrist here on 101 Part-Time Jobs. Their new record, Still Love, is out now. You can catch them on tour in December in the UK and Europe, which we're no longer part of, which is pretty sad. Uh, Look, cheers for listening. Loads of episodes, all the time coming. See you next Tuesday with an episode with Slaughter Beach Dog. Come see us then gonna leave you with one of these fine rock and roll jingles me and my friend jay recorded at a great studio in london called fuzzbrain that's where chubby and the gang recorded it's where the chisel recorded middleman if you don't know you gotta know island of love four bands just reeled out there that you should go listen to yeah nice one big love to ben spence and fuzzbrain <laughs>
1: in die-cast metal miniature gun models that you didn't know you've been looking for, called Goat Guns. Ah, yes, Goat. They are the greatest of all-time gun models you can display on your desk, buy, build, and collect them. We offer a 90-day return policy if you don't love yours. Start your collection at GoatGuns.com.